0: to alphabet flight encyclopedic marvel journey where i go through the official handbook of the marvel universe with the guests and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well my name is jesse cooper and with me today is steven hello his last name is almost batman
1: i, I honestly i get a lot of email i get a lot of mail to steven batman
0: well i mean Stephen batman is obviously the secret uh secret identity of batman
1: of course of course yeah that bruce wayne thing is just a front
0: well uh today we are talking about one of the most well-known avengers villains i have ever heard of
1: oh so like oh geez now i don't know any avengers villains i just went with apocalypse for a second i'm like
0: no that's x-men derp oh you're thinking of the high evolutionary aren't you
1: i i am i am
0: yeah the high evolutionary Remember that that hit 80s crossover rant? The Evolutionary <laughs> War, that changed the entire Marvel Universe? Oh yeah, yeah, for a long time we're
1: still feeling the effects of that particular Like arc. people
0: think like Civil War had a long lasting effect. No, Evolutionary War still affecting the comics. <laughs>
1: of course, it even after the reboot, it will be affecting the comics.
0: You know, when I think about the Evolutionary War, I think about how that defined the high evolutionary and how he's such a great villain that's still loved and beloved today. That
1: appears all the time. They're going to have him in three movies.
0: But uh, today we're talking about someone who almost is up to the high evolutionary status. Maelstrom. Or Melstorm. Strom.
1: <laughs> wait, wait. M-A-E-L-Strom? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. We're on the same page. I have no, never no, heard of this guy.
0: <laughs> it's, M- it's mail Strum. He has a guitar made of mail that he stole what? from people's mailboxes. Wait, what? <laughs> no. no <laughs> <tragic>. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's, he's get, he's being uh, chased down by the Avengers because of mail, mail fraud. fraud. <laughs> yes. Really.
1: He's stealing all those pre-approved credit cards.
0: Okay, so I want to tell a story. Uh that i had i mean it's not really a story it's more of like a statement but uh i technically committed um Uh i technically committed uh credit card fraud once as a teenager by opening up a uh, pre-approved credit card under the name bob the tomato (laughs) we never used the credit card but technically we had a pre-approved credit card
1: for Bob the Tomato. <laughs> mm.
0: Yep, I had a thousand That, 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 that $1, is $1, $1, a credit, credit card money.
1: company, I think. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> like we just we just sit back and be like, "Hey, do you want a credit card?" Be like, "Yes, Bob the Tomato would like a credit card." You know, <laughs> the animated <laughs> veggie person. Uh, the four or five there are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing my veggie tell podcast right now. We're talking about the most fantastical villain of all, Maelstrom. Maelstrom. His name is unrevealed.
1: <laughs> I don't know why. it's Clearly, the Avengers have been hunting him forever.
0: Well, I mean, he's just he's he's so oh, he's so good
1: at his job.
0: Yeah, his uh, what do you think he is? Sorry, oh, I what do ask I think you. he is? What mm. do you think he is? Well, but you know what you know what he is and what his deal is, but like. You know, just in case someone has been living under a rock. What do you well, think? Well, what what I is the perfect
1: test case because I have been living under a rock. Uh, okay. So, if what you told me earlier is true, I'm willing to bet he's some kind of postman who has a band.
0: Okay, so basically what he looks like is uh imagine a generic white dude. Uh, th- that'll be easy. Okay. Oh yeah, it's very easy. And he has he has boots. They're not pirate boots, so I don't get to use my wonderful drop I made recently. Although I gotta admit, I like his color choice. It's like it's like light blue with like purple. Oh okay. and he has like kind of purple pawdrons as well and like really overly fancy gloves. And he has um a helmet that makes his head look like a tulip basically
1: yeah i just pulled a picture up that is ridiculous
0: i'm sorry <laughs> it is it is ridiculous no he looks ridiculous but i like the color combination i feel like you can make a really good looking costume uh, if you just pared down some of those elements
1: uh yeah uh, no that it, it, less less of the arcane warrior template
0: he has chest hair apparently he has so, chest you know, hair that's something else yeah yeah you know, look at a picture, like, he has chest hair, like, you know, because he has, like, a, you know, he has kind of, like, a low skin Oh, yeah, he, he's he got that U-neck. Yeah, he's got that U-neck, and, you know, he has some chest hair going.
1: <laughs> look, there's there's one thing you want if you're going to be a villain, it's to let people know you're still a man, even though you're in all this spandex.
0: Even though, like, all it takes is just, like, a little width behind you to have everyone have, like... To know what your religion is with that. Exactly. Just just a little breeze. And all of a sudden. (laughs) Just a little breeze, and you can just see you can just see what's going on down there. Male or female. Doesn't matter. Okay, so his occupation is geneticist. Yeah. Uh his his identity is secret because his existence is unknown to the general public of Earth. Which I I feel is just a sad just a just a like it, it's like prophetic <laughs> no almost. one knows who he is like that no one because normally like that's just like you know it's known by shield or whatever but that's just like no one knows who who this guy is <laughs> and he, just the general public of earth will never know who maelstrom is he is in 20 26 issues of comics and then, and, and four of those appearances is in a Great Lakes Avengers comic, where he's probably being dunked on constantly. So, like, yeah, that's how you know you're in the roster when you hit GLA. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love me some GLA, but like, that's not where you want your like most power, most dangerous villain in the Marvel oh, universe. Oh yeah, no,
1: there, there's gonna be no Magneto hitting the GLA. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So here's his on the comic vine. His description is one of the most dangerous villains in the Marvel Universe. Maelstrom once tried to collapse the universe into a black hole. Okay. I wonder if he did try to do that in the four issues I, he was in. in okay, Avengers. Maelstrom, we, we got to
1: talk about your motivations. You're in the universe, <laughs> man. <laughs> It's fine if you're uh, like it's well, fine if you're supposed to but you can't just be like hmm how
0: will I get revenge on my Earth? I know destroy all you know, of things and he's 100% like the monarch in his stature <laughs> where he's like skinny but also kind of buff <laughs> I didn't even notice that so like uh so like he would just have a monarch voice be like
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is high. I'll, I'll get your
0: venture." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's the only villain voice i have it's just uh, a bad version <sighs> oh, of the monarch i
1: don't, I think the monarch is just a bad version of a human voice anyway so
0: i mean that being said he's clearly one of the better characters created in the oh, last oh, century oh, absolutely
1: absolutely
0: second only to brick frog which showed up in one one uh like one little cameo in the venture brothers and i still love him um, so brick. much Guess what, his, guess what his thing uh, is.
1: I, I, I'm going to guess he's a frog that throws bricks.
0: That's exactly oh. what it is. <laughs> How did you get uh, it? It's
1: like I've seen it before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so um, he first appeared in um, Marvel 2-in-1, number 71, and... Okay, I forgot to put the thing in and, um, January 1981. The Cure. The Cure. Okay, this sounds like a
1: movie that would come out in January, too.
0: Oh, and this is a really bad Marvel one, 2-in-1, too. Because it's The Thing and Mr. Fantastic, so it's like an actual person and a monster, and The Thing being the actual person. Maelstrom is the son of an Inhuman geneticist and a deviant handmaiden. Wait, uh,
1: what a strange combination! <laughs> a deviant handmaiden.
0: Yeah, like it's just like Inhuman, and then the, then the uh, villains of the Internals, which who are also incredibly boring. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: I'm just, I'm just picturing like, how do you? I understand evil geneticists. That's that's a trope, but <laughs> deviant handmaiden. Like, does she fold towels wrong? Maybe I don't know what a handmaiden does. They like
0: basically just ah, wait on okay. people.
1: Alright. That's so weird.
0: Yeah, they all they often are like the uh the lesser daughters of like a royal of of like a like not royalty, but like uh nobility. Like they tend to like be like, hey, you know, stay around this queen or princess. Oh, so for a like while a personal assistant. You'll get in good grace. It's basically personal assistant. It's above a servant because they also are like the people who kind of kind of become friends. But it's I don't know why whatever. I'm not going to get know into why this. We're talking okay. about like, where where
1: handmaidens rank on the servant hierarchy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the first known hybrid of the two sister oh. races to humanity. So, the deviants and the Inhumans two things i really don't care about
1: oh okay god that makes so much sense deviant is a race not just like a character trait i was picturing just like a maid dusting poorly
0: and laughing and that's why they have an entire sect of people who basically get turned into slaves or be forced into fighting pits what no no they're awful it's, it's an awful so society so also so is so as in humans i uh, mm, okay, sorry. I'm going to talk about that at some other point. The humans are also all monsters because they have a they have a caste system based on genetics. They're eugenicist <laughs> caste system.
1: I I feel like now would be the time to publish stuff about that. I, that's terrible. That is terrible. It's it's so on the nose that it can't even serve as metaphor. It's just man, this is
0: what we think of some people. It, they had a slave race called the Alpha Primitives, and they were basically the people who didn't really take to Terra Genesis, but, like, were slightly changed. Like, oh my god. Um, I'm now get, just getting angry thinking about Eugenesis caste systems. With slavery in it. What?
1: I, that's surprisingly <laughs> complex for what is something no one has ever heard of, but it's still, like, mm. I don't know know why you would write about that at any point in American history,
0: let alone, what, the 80s, 90s? Uh, So, he's the son of two awful races that also uh, have eugenicist caste systems with slavery. Oh, good.
1: Oh, good. It's good there's multiple. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. Uh, Sometime before 1990, Maelstrom's father... Fey... Fai- Fedor? Uh, it looks like Fedar. Vied with... Fedar. Vied with Argon, the future sire of Blackbolt, for the leadership of the Inhumans' governing, governing body, the Genetics Council. Having lost, Fedar was soon uh, barred from the Council because of experiments and cloning... A branch of genetics that the council has outlawed. Okay. So cloning is too bad for him, but having a whole entire slave race is good, (laughs) so, you know, that's great. You don't want to
1: make people out of whole cloth unless we're enslaving them. Then
0: it's fine. Fader, uh, faking death, uh, Fader, uh, stole away to the island city of Atlantean, uh, island... Stole away from, not to, okay, from the island city of... Altian. I never could say that. Al- Alta. Atalon? Altan. Atalon! I could never say it right. Because there's another there's another city in a book fantasy series I used to read that has almost the same name, but it's spelled slightly different. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Let's see. Alright. So, he left Atalon. Yeah, he left Atalon and uh, came upon a Colony of deviants and met Morga, a deviant woman, attractive by inhuman standards, but ugly by those of de- deviants. The two mated and produced a son, which were later called Maelstrom. Oh, okay. So, is Okay. So you- but that was. Like, <laughs> that's the first time I ever saw the book, just to, like these two people doinked. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, they normally don't point out that, you know, when a man and a woman like, he, like, normally they're just like, hey, they met them and loved each other. and They had a son that normally, normally people don't include that in their One story. of the
1: writers must have just learned how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to brag. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't just hold hands. Oh, so okay. many hours wasted watching for storks. <laughs>
0: Then Fader and Maelstrom eventually fled, Numer- uh, fled <laughs> Numeria, which I don't know why they didn't name Numeria before because it's a deviant city. Oh, uh, okay. Um, it's on the opposite side of Atlantis, which is a, it's a, it's in the Paci- uh, Pacific Ocean instead of the Atlantic. But whatever. That's, I I know too many things about this. <laughs> these people I hate so much. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, and then, at one point, shared their genetic secrets with the Nazi scientist, Armin Zola. Okay.
1: All right. Armin Zola. Yeah. That's uh, new. And then Magneto gets involved, of course.
0: So, um, yeah. So, uh, soon after, the humans relocated the island to the Himalayan Mountains. So, like, just generic, I'm going to go be isolated on Earth somewhere, perhaps. Then he met the Enclave, which is a uh, stuff. Doctor Hydro He met them, and then the Jackal. Of course. Then Magneto. The two master geneticists created them, a number of servants using the Terrigen Mist on abducted human beings. So that's you know, general evil yeah, stuff. Of course. And then uh a Maelstrom was revealed whenever he tried to steal the anti-terrogen mist uh, compound created by Reed Richards and then humans. Okay. Um. Then Deathurge. Do you know Deathurge? No, you don't. You who don't know, know Deathurge. Deathurge. <laughs> Deathurge. He's basically a guy who could kill people with depression if he doesn't want to outright kill them. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like Depeche Mode, the villain. <laughs> Well, so so his thing is like he's like a messenger of death, and nothing's really known about him. Like he's basically just the uh, like a shadowy being with like a white cape and white gloves and boots, and he just like kind of pokes people and <laughs> like he gotta like kill like he can kill people. But another thing he can do is like he could just make people really depressed and feel bad. <laughs> so, so, he can
1: choose to stab them like, or. Yeah, you know, if he's feeling if he's feeling playful, he can just make him sad.
0: Okay, so Death Urge managed to kill Maelstrom, but his life essence and memories were transferred to another clone body. Process developed by Armin Zola. And if you don't know Armin Zola's thing, he was a Nazi scientist to help find Hydra because Hydra is a Nazi organization. And but like Armin Zola, like what he does, one of his big things is like he's in like kind of he makes a lot of clones and he's in like a robot body. And his main thing is he likes grinding people up for their bioessence and then just creating like m- monstrous super soldiers.
1: Okay, I I know it's probably not this, but I just pictured him like throwing people into a giant sausage grinder.
0: <laughs> You're not oh, off. No. Oh, I'm not. On oh, that. wow. No, <laughs> like no. It's it's almost as if he's a horrific human being. What? Who was used? Who was? Who's doing, like, mad scientist stuff on innocent people to see what would oh. happen, like the Nazis oh, did I, I don't believe
1: that. Look at his chest
0: face. That
1: is not the chest face of a villain.
0: Yeah, so he has a clone body oh, with of chest course. hair. Because, you know, that yeah, chest yeah. hair needs to be there. And then, um, then Death Urge tried to kill him again after sure. the Avengers stopped him. Hopefully
1: he did more than make him sad a bunch this of
0: the internals. Yeah, before he can kill a bunch of the internals. And then another clone, like, sure. went somewhere. So, it's not known how many clone bodies Maelstrom possesses.
1: <laughs> but here's so, a hint. How popular oh. is he? That many.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that many. Popular enough to show up in a GLA <laughs> story where he was probably dunked on. <laughs> so. Just straight up served the whole time. Oh, okay. Here's his height. He's 8'2". So he's a tall, lanky boy. Good lord, he weighs he weighs four hundred and twenty five pounds. Has purple air, hair and purple eyes. Uh, so his chest hair is in purple. So I don't believe that. So
1: he is basically a one piece character at this point.
0: Essentially, yeah. <laughs> uh, So he okay. So here is the most involved strength level paragraph I've seen. So he possesses strength, slight super strength derived from his unique and human and deviant heritage. He can lift about one ton, making him super weak compared to almost everyone with super strength. <laughs> the, okay, all right. So he can
1: only lift a ton. He can only pick up a VW he bus. Barely,
0: he can barely. Oh, he can barely lift that. Like he could barely lift up a normal car.
1: So, no, I, I, uh, I,
0: I, I'm not really grasping
1: why this guy is scary
0: yeah he, okay with, when his body is enhanced by biokinetic energy he can augment his strength and you know he can get stronger I guess and apparently he can also grow with the, when he has more biokinetic energy which is wow you're well, so impressive now I'm nine feet like, tall fear me <laughs> There's theoretically no upper length, uh, limit to his strength uh, if he were to draw up a significant amount of kinetic source a.k. we'll never figure out because he was in 26 issues <laughs> like which i mean which is just a fitting end. i love it with these villain characters who are supposed to be like world changing villains and you knew they were supposed to be in 87 <laughs> whoop nothing i don't know he has the traditional abilities of the inhuman race as well as the ability to siphon and control all forms of kinetic energy.
1: Okay, I was going to ask how he gets that kinetic energy in the first place, because I hear kinetic energy, I think Gambit. So
0: when I think of Gambit, I think of sexual harassment.
1: <laughs> uh, that makes more sense.
0: I should reel it back. <laughs> Just pull <laughs> it a little bit. Oh, well i mean to be fair he's actually very uh, he is is. a lot of his stories (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like the
1: creators were like we want him to be smooth let's just have him harass everyone
0: yeah so apparently um whenever he was uh Subjected to the Terrigen Mist, he, he gained his ability to manipulate all forms of kinetic energy and transform it into kinetic physical strength, meaning he is one of 1,000 characters who has the same power. Uh, I, I
1: think ultimately the problem with this character is that it's impossible to relate to what he wants.
0: Yeah, apparently he was one of the most dangerous villains in the Marvel yeah, Universe. Yeah, and he
1: totally could have been. <laughs> so, I, the idea that he could just grow exponentially is interesting. They That they didn't seem to do anything with that is kind of perplexing.
0: I'm just going to... Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame it on him being tied to the internals. <laughs> it must be tied exactly. on that boat. Marvel didn't Marvel doesn't want to be tied uh, yeah, on that they, boat. They would, they would like, like to buy it up. It's,
1: it's their Star Wars Christmas special.
0: I'm probably one of the only people in the world who's talked about Maelstrom no, in the last 20 careful, years.
1: Careful, careful. <laughs> you, you keep talking about Maelstrom. They'll make a Marvel series <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, so uh, what do you do? What your think?
1: Oh, you you just drop it straight away. All right. Okay. So I am, of course, another podcaster. You can catch my. Uh, I primarily host. Why haven't I seen this? A retro movie review show. Um, I also was co-host for a long time for the Never Ending Random Discussion, and you can find both of those shows at pantspending dot com. And there's a bunch of other stuff over there that you got to check out. Uh, we're actually the biggest network in my little area here. And we're one of the best, at least for the Pacific Northwest. Um, I recommend checking out the extremist movie debate, which is people talking about movies, but they're forced to take a position, whether they like it or hate it based on a coin flip. Um, we've got the Burr Martin experience, which is selfie dad's podcast. And his wife does something called dog lady Reds. There's a lot of really great shows and we've got some Twitch streamers. That are working, too. It's it's a big (laughs) entertainment network that we've got going.
0: People should check that out. And if I can
1: throw one more thing in, um, I also play a character called Edwin Misnomer Bond Shift on the show Atheist Apocalypse, and it's in his last season where, if I remember the timeline correctly, we're about three episodes away from the end of the show. So please check that out, because it flips Paul out when people find his shows.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, my name is Jesse Cooper. If you'd like to see a picture of my cat, like about a million of them, you can go to my Instagram. He's adorable, and I forgot to show—I forgot to show him to to Steve. But he'll—he'll he'll find out about that. You can go to Marvelous uh, to on Instagram to see that. I just posted a really good picture of him today, where he decided to curl up, curl up on a beanbag chair with me w- in, in my arm, and he was just like, "Hey." Hey, Dad, I don't hate you right now. I'm totally not going to bite you for at least an hour. Well, so, lucky you. My cat bites um, me within
1: five minutes. So.
0: Oh, um, uh, people heard me talk about my cat. I love him so much. He's a perfect <laughs> boy. and He bites me so much.
1: <laughs> it's, I, it, it, it's the only relationship we're biting. is not just allowed, but expected.
0: Well, most of the time they're love bites because love bites and like love bites and like I hate you right now bites are oh, totally yeah, different. Yeah, mostly, mostly,
1: <laughs> uh, mostly in terms of ferocity.
0: Yeah, but um, you can look at pictures of him. You can also maybe show up. I mean, look at a uh, look at a podcast feed. They'd listen to it because I forgot how podcasts work there for a moment. At and on and through and all the prepositions. Yes, every single one. Uh every single one, all 20? All 20 mm-hmm. prepositions. Yeah, all 20 prepositions. You could listen through my cryptid podcast called Creepy Critters where I talk about you know cryptids, yep, yeah. you know weird creatures that people know about uh, that people talk about and sometimes are proven true such as uh, pumas pumas what? were like
1: cryptids. that's kind of fascinating yeah,
0: yeah. yep so that's the thing um also one t- at one point uh venus flytraps were considered cryptids as well because plant that eats bugs Ooh, that's, to that's be fair. So that weird. does sound like a side like, to be fair they're my favorite plants.
1: oh yeah no they're fantastic plants I like the just, jar if you say if you explained it to somebody who didn't know what you were talking
0: about Maybe like, well is this a Netflix yes. series? What are you talking about? Also, my favorite type of creature is a plant creature. We'll talk about we'll talk about them at some oh. other point.
1: Oh, that sounds like a good episode.
0: Ooh. Yeah yeah so you can listen to that i've talked the uh, last episode that's out uh when this comes out was about dogs they're just dogs like non-murderous just, dogs that are just cute those are my creepy i have a uh, creepy cuties episodes where you talk about oh, non-murderous oh, cryptids nice. as well so if you don't want to hear about how stuff like murders someone and eats children's hearts maybe you can uh <laughs> listen to that those oh, i also had a fish episode <laughs> Where we talk about fish that also aren't murdering.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing a murdery fish, and all I'm getting is pistol shrimp. Oh,
0: oh, there's so many murdery fish. Oh, I believe fish. it. I believe it. I, I just, I did mostly non murdery ones. So, yes, yeah, so um, you should listen to that. And uh, besides that, thank you so much for listening. And this has been Alphabet Flight. May madcap show you how meaningless life actually is. Bye! Bye.